Welcome to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. It's Mike. Mike took some time from his busy schedule, his Funko collection, to join me today. And we actually might have some connection interruptions. So stand by. I don't know. what. Welcome back, Mike. Welcome. Robin, Robin, Robin. I'll see what, what you guys don't know before we started recording. Like he froze about 10 times. And every time he froze, I started singing a song. I was like, Robin, 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 where did you go? Robin, 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 you just froze. Robin, Robin, Robin. <laughs> that, was a, that was really good. I'm not going to lie. That was a good rhyming mechanism. <laughs> um, don't start an album, though, because we don't need any more. The era of mixtapes died. It seemed like there was I a lot love of mixtape. Okay, no, so no, no, I, was... I don't mean legit mixtapes. I mean literally, there was an era where people were just cre- like Amazon was selling home studios to build your own beats, and then it just seemed like everybody dropped off. Yeah, yeah. So like, so remember, you don't remember because I was a uh, '80s child, but like, I was talking to somebody about this uh, about a few weeks ago. So we made mixtapes, and you said mixtapes, and I had this like a uh, this boombox, a Sony boombox that had like a double cassette. Uh, you know what cassettes are, Robin? Yeah, I know what cassettes are. You you rind it back with a little uh, <laughs> you pencil or something. With a pencil. If it gets, if the, My if parents the are DJs, bro. I know, I know, I know. So I had a Sony boombox. And so, yeah, you listen to the radio and you record the songs off the radio, except, uh, you know, I had to hit the record, you know, the two buttons down at the same time. So in between every song, you have this like, <laughs> like sound. So like every single song has this like dreaded sound this click sound and you had to try to record the songs and get the get the dj as least talking as possible over the song right because they always talk over the intro and the outro of the song yeah, yeah i mean dude i i don't know this you don't be- know what that's like you've always had fucking itunes and shit no, that's not true. I remember you. All right, you had your iPod. Your, you had to Sorry. stick your phone up to the speaker of a computer, and then you had to record your song. Because I remember the songs I recorded in the beginning was Vanilla Ice, um, Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> um, then it was Johnny Be Good, and then it was the McDonald's rap. I think I still remember the rap. I, I would love to hear this. It's like I need a double cheeseburger and hold the lettuce. Don't be front and son. No seeds on the bun. <laughs> We'd be up in this drive-through order for two. I got a craving for number nine, like my shoe. <laughs> I could do the whole thing, but I'm not going to. But yeah, I remember that because there was some. That was one thing I learned at a like a young age was that if I what I would do is I would listen to the song or over again, but I would look up the lyrics version of it and I would write this all down. And as I wrote it, I remembered it. So like I know all the lyrics to Johnny Be Good. I know all the lyrics to Ice Ice Baby. I know all the lyrics to Self-Esteem by Offspring. I know all the lyrics to Kiss. Every That's just because, you know, my dad was in a Kiss tribute band. So, I mean, I get it. So I, I don't know. So it sounds like you're kind of like me, like with because I've you know, I play music. I've been playing music since I was like 15 or 16 years old. But for whatever reason, like even in school, if I can relate studying or anything to music, it just helps me. It's like, how come I can remember? Yeah, like 
3,000 songs and know the lyrics to them when they, the song comes on. But like, man, if, if I'm trying to learn social studies or about, you know, like, you know, whatever, uh, you know, the Boston Tea Party or something, it's just like. Well, maybe it made me think differently. Well, actually, I probably have a better fondness for education just from doing the show and things. But I think I also think about podcasting differently. Like I get I get I get um, some guests that will say, like, I should be responsible for the things that I say. Um, even though I can list my show as comedy, but I get it. I mean, I understand it um, mostly because if you look at what the age of today is when it comes to digital media and just content creation, I mean, look at how many people do their work from home now. Look how many people do learning from home. So you now have this aspect of you have an era where YouTube was something where people would look up things to find out how to change the oil in their car. Now you can go on YouTube and find a whole array of videos and not just videos, but educational stuff. I mean, hell, half the time I'm looking up something about a topic I'm interested in, say the Cold War or something. I can talk to the expert, but also I can find a bunch of videos and just stories of things that I couldn't even believe. It's just defining what's real and what's not. I have a huge issue when it comes to the historical record. Like, so it's got to be right. Yeah. So I, and I know you didn't want to bring this up, but like it, it is the thing because I know you're like in the heavy in the JFK. I've been listening to all your podcasts lately, the JFK. How are you doing your research? All online or documents. are you going? Th that's what I'm. But Strictly where are you finding documents. the documents? The NSA, the CIA, the FBI, the archives of Harold online, Weisberg. right? Yeah. So imagine, imagine before Internet and you got into the JFK, you know, rabbit hole. What would you do? Like, where would you go get the documents? Got to go to the library. Library, the, there you go. The issue is, is that I'm only looking at the stuff they have online. Think about the number of documents they don't have online. And that's a lot. Right. And would they have JFK documents at a public library? I don't know. I never looked. Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I, had, to go to the, I had to go to the library. I think it was like a month ago because we had no internet for four days. No internet. We asked, we said, Hey, our modem's messed up. What is going on? So they, we, we called them. We let them know that, Hey, what's going on with this thing. They said, we'll get there Sunday. It was fucking Wednesday when they said that Ooh. I said, excuse me, They're like no internet till Sunday. They show up. Turns out we decided no more cable. We're just going to use streaming services like most people do. Yeah. The guy yeah, yeah. snipped or unplugged whatever. And he unplugged our internet. So he left and nobody was here when he did it. So then it was from a box outside. So the guy who comes and repairs, he goes, yeah, the guy must've been new. He took out your internet thing. Or, <laughs> and I'm oh. like, what? And then this made me look into everything. My buddy is an HVAC technician. And he goes, a lot of what these companies do when we fix somebody's stuff, they're contracted by a certain company. And they'll say like, when it's this expiration date or service date, what they'll do is they'll show up for their service thing They'll mess something up and then say it needs to be paid and this part needs to be ordered when really they're it's just unethical. But it's something you come across in a lot of businesses. Like if you get your car changed, you get oil in your car. Do you know if they're really doing your oil or just letting it sit up and hang up at the top thing? That's the thing. It's why they have the doors. They have a small window from the front where you can see it. But a lot of the stuff is covered up. They say it's because the mechanics don't like peer pressure. Fuck off. No, it's not. What? No, it, no. And it, you bring up a good point because I just got my son's car fixed and like you bring it in for one thing and they always stumble upon a second thing, sometimes a third thing. 
And the second, the third thing doesn't really have to be fixed, but the second thing has to be fixed, right? They're like, hey, you know, I know you brought it in for this, but you know, we were getting to this and we found this other thing and it has to be done. Oh, we also found this over here, but you know, you really don't have to do that. So then like you feel obligated to be like, yeah, okay, fix, just fix, just go ahead and fix it. They guilt trip you. Uh, no, you they want, do. Do you want your son to die? And me and you have talked. Do you like your son? To die? <laughs> you know, his windshield wipers are like close to going through his window. It's like, what? But me and you have talked about this in, in past podcasts for when we talk. It's um, to, to an extent, it's like almost like a sales pitch. And, it's, it, and it has to do with how they present it to you. Because if they present it to you one way, they can absolutely talk you into doing anything. But if it's presented to you a different way, you can be like, eh, I don't need that. Right. Because the guy can get on there and be like, hey, you really don't need to do this. I'm just going to point this out. Then the second guy would be like, hey, you really got to do this right now. You can't drive anymore. Life is a sales pitch. Everything is is, everything is like I went to go get my brakes checked because the JFK stuff. And (laughs) and they're like, I was like, hey, I'm like hearing a squeaking. And I just, you know, just in case. And like when I would pull up to us, it still does it now. I pull up to a stop, and as I'm stopping the car, it grinds. The brakes grind. That's your brake pads, bro. That's what I said. And I said, can you check them? They said, everything's fine. They said, everything's fine. Nobody else can hear the noise but me. And I go, fuck it. You know what? If I get in a car accident, I told you this months ago. I said, if I get in a car accident, it's not my fucking fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You also told me if you disappear uh, anytime soon, I, I I might know why. So. Yeah. Government, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I gotta no, find a different like, topic. And look, like I said, I know you don't want to talk about it, but I have been like super, super interested in all of your experts, and not just a, not just JFK. You've had other experts on there and in other fields, but like, yeah, dude, uh, I love listening to all that stuff. It's really opened up my mind a lot, and just to be, and once again, the whole point is to just make you think about things and to give you different perspectives and make you know. And just give you and broaden your horizons. And your shows absolutely have done that for me. I love listening. Like you're probably, I tell you, you know, I run on the treadmill like every day. Jesus it's Christ. out of the blank the Monday through Friday. Oh, but God. before the... I'd have to throw in like, you know, a Star Wars podcast yeah. or this. Nah, dude, I'm skipped. Dude, I skipped my Star Wars podcast this week and I listened to like your show. Yeah. Thanks for the compliment. That's kind of gross. I'm going to edit all that out. Um, awesome. <laughs> but I was thinking about the Star Wars thing because there's something always you mentioned about relating Star Wars to real life. Absolutely. I just started realizing I think it's easier because it's influenced society so much. Like there was there was some like the other day I was this person came up to me and they were like, you know, messing around. But the, you know how like they go to massage your neck or whatever. Um, yeah. I was at my work. It was a coworker, and they grabbed right here, like one of those death grip things, and he squeezed, and like he just saw me go ah like that, and some random person goes oh like the Vulcan death grip, and I'm just like yeah, that's fucking Star Trek. It's you- the Vulcan neck pinch, but yeah, yeah, but that's that's just I mean, how many space podcasts have I done where everyone's like yeah, it's gonna be like Star Wars or Star Trek or all this, and I'm like holy shit, like I don't know, I, I just start going, what movie would you want to be reality? Don't say Star Wars. <laughs> oh, come on. You, you've actually been talking about it. We, I mean, easily back to the future. If we had a time machine and we could go anywhere, because you've been asking everybody on your show, if you could travel in time, where would you want to go? Right. So, 
And I've been thinking about that. Like if I had a DeLorean and I could travel anywhere, anytime, like, where would you go? It's, 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 it's a crazy question. I've actually been thinking about that and I haven't like really like pinpointed something except like, well, I guess I would have to go back to 1977 before like when Star Wars was being made. Right. It's like witness it. Well, it's, it's something I've been thinking about, which is when I had someone when I was in the transhumanism topics and someone mentioned to me that politics kind of controls everything in that aspect. And it's like, why does politics talk about like you realize it's linked in with climate change? It's linked in with every single major thing. So yeah. you can fight that argument on everything, though. I could say time is linked in with every single thing. I mean, time is linked. You can go talk about the climate. Was it better at a different time? Was it that? Was technology better? Was social media better? Was stress, anxiety, all these things? It's all linked with time. But what's time? There's a whole category in study called the temporal experience, and it's the way that we perceive time. Everyone perceives time relatively the same. But what I notice and I bring up with my ADHD is that when I burn off a lot of my energy, time slows down. And it's my experience of time. It doesn't mean time is physically slowing down. It means but our part of our temporal experience is also in our spatial recognition. And that just like blew me away. I was like, fuck. So it's like, what do people with like severe mental disorders, their distortion on time, that's where they find studies about people with schizophrenia, people with this. And you just start going, we all might be living in the same world, have different thoughts and have different realities. But that word of a different reality is different also it's different time experiences people that have fun me and you chatting for we, we, t- we talked 30 minutes off air basically but it didn't feel like that it was just quick it was just a bunch of fun and then you what now that it's recording does time change because you're more focused in on one certain aspect and you get into this land of like okay where do we go how do we get there get me a delorean and marty mcfly yeah no the mind just warped and i was i was about to say that because I think time is different to everyone. You're right. If you're having fun, time flies. If you're bored, time is slow. However, time moves at the same speed, no matter what, right? It moves at the same speed, no matter what you're doing. If you're having fun, if you're being bored, whatever. So I think time is like a mind fuck. Like seriously. It, it, it's a total mindful. Like I said, I worked this morning, right? Time flew by because I was busy, you know? And then, you know, if I'm do, if I'm driving home, yeah, it feels like it took like an hour to drive home, right? So I don't know. It's 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 definitely odd. But you talk about like, like I so say, you talk about like, uh, like black holes and like other realities and this and that. I think you believe right Don't, didn't you have people on that talk about black holes and stuff when where, we're recording uh, there this, is other my realities next, well when we're recording this my next episode will be that space panel of mine see yeah i mean do you but i i the question of other realities i just say you don't fucking know like that's the thing that's the hardest thing to come to grip and it's not even that hard it's relatively easy but i think a lot of people will probably have a difficulty with it which is just the fact that we don't know like a lot of people find scarcity or find like just fears in that. And I, I actually find comfort. I'm glad we don't know a lot of things. I'm glad. Uh, I, I, I mean, do you, can. do you know if we really landed on the moon? I, I know we're talking about know, like, you know, about No, look, I, I'm, I look because I'm I, inviting I think, people to talk about Apollo they, 11. So I want to, I, I want to, I don't think they did. I don't either. 
okay that's yeah exactly like like it's just i've like, said it okay, multiple times and people just we're like trying <laughs> we're trying to beat the russians and we you stage the whole yeah the whole thing gets like staged like i don't think i don't even think we had the technology or the means to even land on the moon well you'll probably you'll probably hear this in upcoming episodes before this recording comes out but the question i say is that a lot of people like this idea of a superman but the reality yeah. is that superman smokes cigarettes <laughs> superman is my favorite superhero so yeah everyone wants a dude in a red cape that can fly but yeah more likely he's uh the the bad superman in superman 3 i don't know if you remember the christopher reeves where uh richard Pryor gives him the the man-made kryptonite where he's missing the unknown ingredient and he hands it to superman and it turns him bad right he gets the five o'clock shadow and everything that's <laughs> that probably one, more the reality is that one makes somebody evil as a five o'clock shadow <laughs> it was in the 80s <laughs> this societal piece of shit he doesn't want to shave he wants to look kind of tired but still ready to show up to work his his suit his superman suit was darker and he had a five o'clock shadow and uh yeah he uh ripped open the oil rig and the leaning tower the ice the the, with the leaning tower oh, what was that what's the leaning tower a tower uh, of pisa pisa yeah he he makes it straight so i was watching movie. a movie that was based in the 70s and i was like I, I was half watching it but i was like what did they classify like how did they make this seem like the 70s well they they brought back old cars they brought back old styles of clothes but to show that the dad was tired and was just had a rough night what they would do in movies is they like make the tie loose around the neck um fucking one pant leg a little bit higher than the other kind of sloshing out of the room and i'm just like it's really weird how like it if we did talk about another reality how different that would be i mean i see people all the time that don't dress for success don't wear a suit but the way that we've classified suits means oh he must be a businessman but you don't you don't i don't trust a car mechanic to wear a suit no you wouldn't he needs to be in his greasy uh overalls right and then you'll trust the car mechanic. Overalls. Yeah, right. And the greasy. It's a jumpsuit. Uh, uh, what? Yeah. Jump they zip suit. it up in case they get oil on there. Okay. Yeah. Jumpsuit. Like, do you trust a lumberjack <laughs> if he doesn't have a beard? Answer that question. Ooh. I don't think I. I don't think I would be able to. It's a good point. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd be able to trust a lumberjack without a beard. That's like a perk of the job. You get the job, they hand you an axe, and you get to take that home. And um, <laughs> that's why there's a slew of murders that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what's funny, man, because, uh, you know, the working from home and you talk about like people in business suits and stuff. Um, I interviewed probably like 15 people in the past like couple months just to, you know, just to fill a position at my job. Is it one person, maybe two out of like 10 or 15 people even dressed up because all the interviews are done like through Zoom or Teams or, you know, whatever. And yeah, man, like nobody like dresses up for like job. It was like the strangest thing. Like no one dresses up for like job interviews. They're just like in their regular clothes. What? Okay. Well, that's a good question I could ask. What would be your weird aspects or issues with the way that society is not talking about anything super political or anything like that but i mean like suits when i was a kid it was told you must dress for success you must wear a suit to go to your job interviews and that does not happen today and honestly i don't know why we ever accepted that as a fact 
I don't know why we judge people on appearance, but that's what society has done. I mean, it's stepbrothers. The fucking lady says you showed up to a job interview in tuxes to a job that requires you to sell like shoes or furniture. <laughs> like, do you accept the salesman if he dresses up in a suit and wears like a fedora? I don't. <laughs> I would maybe trust my crack dealer if I was buying crack from a guy in a suit and a fedora. But I don't trust a like that's the thing is like I work at a gym. We get interviews all the time. I see the kids that dress up with like a polo shirt and dress up in really nice clothes. And I go, you play fucking lacrosse. But then I also go, okay, well, you're wearing a suit and all this to like a, a gym, like dress clothes to a gym. Like I wear board shorts every day. Like I love it. It's awesome. Even in winter, who cares? Because that's the town. But that's also you're in a gym. Nobody's expecting you to wear like a suit and a tie. But these things about society, you start realizing like we base some really dumb conclusions on a lot of old school style, like housewife myth type deals. Hey, man, there was I was driving home yesterday and there was a, a gentleman jogging in my neighborhood. He was jogging in his jeans and like I drove by and I was like, was he running from Ooh. somebody? <laughs> no, he, no, he had his he had his like he had his like ear pods in and he was like exercising, exercise jogging and I, and I and I drove by him and I was like jogging in tough skins? Who does that? He definitely ate like a funnel cake and felt bad so yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Ooh, speaking of funnel cakes cuz you know here the the our state fair like just ended. Do, do they do the state fair and they do that stuff in Maryland? I don't know. At? Nobody will go with me. My little nephew just got old enough to start doing like amusement. I think he's four. I don't even think he's technically old enough, but I'm like, can I take him to amusement rides? My brother's like, why? I was like, cause I want a damn excuse to go. And it just seems <laughs> sad when you go by yourself. He's like, go get a girlfriend. I'm like, oh, it was that fucking easy. It's funny you say nobody this. wants so to talk JFK, <laughs> <laughs> especially a four year old. Uh, he, he, he probably listened really well. Um, but it's funny, like, uh, me and oh my, my fiance, god, I'm the crazy uncle, right? You are, uh, me and my fiance, we went to a comedy show last weekend and we saw Chris Catan. Uh, you, you know what that guy, that guy's uh, playing comedy shows in like rundown theaters in bad parts of neighborhood in <laughs> neighborhood in Indiana. That's what so, Robin but, Williams uh, did. Yeah. So, but anyways, the, the guy, there was a gentleman sitting next to me, but there was an empty seat and he was just by himself. And I even mentioned something to my fiance. I was just like, I just can't, I just wouldn't be able to like do something by myself. Like I just wouldn't be able to go to the movies or to a comedy show, to a concert, like to, I don't know. Like I just have to be with somebody. i no, nah, I'm not like that. I'll go to. I don't You're care. not like that. No, I just at this point, I, I honestly, I, I'm afraid to go into public by myself because I might get shot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm joking, joking, joking. But just so everyone knows, it's on record. The government's watching. I'm kidding. Um, no, but I, I went to go to a movie theater with a guy that I work with at more, not work with, but guy that comes to my gym. He's way older than me, way older than my brother is. But he was like, you want to go see Thor Love and Thunder? And I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, Oh, it was good. I really, me and my fiance loved it. Some people hated it, but I really liked it. I sat way too close to the front of the screen. I was in the front row and hit. I, everything's messed up. I have to rewatch it again on like a normal screen. I'm sorry. I couldn't because everything was so close together. Thor's one arm. I go, is his arm significantly bigger than his other? Because <laughs> 
on the left side of the screen, his arm was like the fucking size of four heads. And then his right arm was like significantly only the size of one head. And then the guy I was with, his name's Greg. He just goes, hey, you know, like we're up front. So obviously we're more towards one side of the screen than the other. So you're probably it getting looks a bigger. But yeah, it, I couldn't stop thinking about. It. So the whole damn time in the movie, I'm like, did he just work out one fucking side of his arm the whole entire movie? <laughs> I gotta sit in the back. I like sitting in the back. Every Very seat back. was filled up. Uh, well, don't they do the advanced, you know, the reserved seating? Like th- that's what they do all now in my theaters. You like you have to pick your seats. Out. Every seat was filled up for the time that we went. This was like the, the week of when it first came out, and that's the whole thing. Like I rarely go to the movies. I would honestly like to go more. It's a lot of fun. And then I the, love going. To they the allow movies. alcohol in the yes. theater. Yeah. And uh, fun fact, at least at my theater, you know, you don't even have to buy alcohol. You can just like go up to that line and get your popcorn because no one's like ever in it. And you can like just skip the line. When I was <laughs> when I was reserving seats, the only seats left were the handicap seats. So I was like, I'm going to get the handicap seats. And then my the buddy's like, no, don't do that. Like, you can't do that. That's not yeah, cool. that's pretty shitty. So what I did was I went up to the lady and I said, is there any rule or regulation that you guys have where I can't get a handicap seat? And they were like, well, no, you can get it if, if, if you need to. I'm like, are you handicapped? I'm like, no, but there's no seats available. So where am I going to sit? They go, well, if a handicapped person shows up, you have to give it up. I'm like, well, first of all, hang on a second. If I reserve the seat and I reserve the handicap spot and all the other handicap spots are open and someone chooses that seat, you're selling a ticket that's already been sold. So that's on you guys. Then it's just me looking like a piece of shit in front of the whole theater for not giving up my seat to a cripple. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's. Come on, it's not about it's not about the money at that point, right? It's, well, it's I, about I would have gave it up. More values. Well, right? I would have I mean, gave it up, but I, that's what I'm saying is that there's not they have a like in my town at this one spot, especially where I go to get vape coils or something like that. Every parking spot in the front of that store, there's six of them, and they all are handicapped. And then you have to park all the way basically down the street because their parking is weird. And I go, okay, so there's a lot of people that just pull up and they go because right beside it is a, is a physical wellness center. So they, they have all those spots reserved, but we don't have that many handicapped people in our town. So it's just like, you have a bunch of spots that just never get used. So I just don't see the issue. Even like a cop said, you're not handicapped. Why are you in that spot? I'm like, do you see anybody? It's fucking middle of the day. There's one car in this parking lot. Like they can just park beside me. He just goes, uh, you know, whatever. I'm just like, what? Judge me. I don't care. There's there's not that many hand like everybody's breaking legs or something around here. I don't get it. How how do we have this aspect oh. of things? Oh, you unfroze. Okay. Was I frozen the whole time? <laughs> yeah. No, oh my just God. for like just for I like saw, three seconds. I saw my camera like do a little glitch thing, and I was just like, wait a minute, is he is I have to repeat all did you hear what I said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the cop, the handicapped spot. You yeah. rant. You rant. There's not that many handicapped. Like, nobody's breaking their leg every day. I don't. I don't see. I don't see. Let me sign your cast. You it's can not have the, the parking spot. <laughs> and but but you got to keep in mind, man. There is like a bazillion people that have a handicap sticker tag, and they're not handicapped. Like their mom or their grandma or their aunt or you know what I'm saying. And then like they just use it. So they're just as bad. So in my let them do it. You know why? Let them do it. Because I found out every year they check to see if you're still disabled. Okay. That's that's the crazy thing. I had a guy at my work. He lost his leg in the in war. And he's like, dude, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, how did it like I had to ask, how did it happen? And um, I, I didn't think that was an insensitive question. I just was curious. Let's talk. 
he's talking about serving and he talked about getting an explosion. And I just go, well, how did it exactly happen? He stepped on an IED, whatever those things are called. It's like got blown off. And he goes, oh, don't be sad. You know why? I got paid and I'm never going to have to work for the rest of my life. And I'm like, good for you. Um, but like, how do you get your benefits? Is it like payment? Like, oh, like, uh, what is it? Unemployment? And he goes, well, every year they check if my leg's still gone. <laughs> I, just, I, just, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't. That was too damn funny. They do that, though. When they check if you're disabled, they check every year. They check to make sure that you're in. Sometimes it's monthly, depending on like if you have a disability, like an invisible illness, they have to check. Are you still like hurting? And it's just like, wow, like imagine that, like being the person stamping a paper. Did, did his leg grow back? Like, that's a weird fucking question. <laughs> that's crazy. I've never, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know like they would do something like that. The stories I hear at five o'clock in the morning at the gym are the best. How many people are in the gym at like, well, I mean, five in the morning, is that when people are starting to come in? They usually, morning they're workouts. there they're there before they i go there right before the gym even opens i'm there waiting in the parking lot and there's a bunch of people waiting in the parking lot people really yeah i get it though because it's different hours different folks i guess you got night shift people you got people and i like it i mean you're probably not a, a early morning workout guy you're probably like a 10 a.m workout guy uh like i work out at lunchtime yeah i like to do like I like to get waking up a little bit, you know, I mean, I can do it. Like I said, if I wake up like at six, I can work out by like nine o'clock. That's probably a lot of time for me. Yeah. And I love, like I said, and, and even if I'm dead tired or I don't feel like working out, I told you, dude, I forced myself to, because when I do, man, you just feel good. And then you feel, you know, and you wake up, makes your body feel, you know, you got all those like endorphins and shit going off in your body you know because now you're like mr cardio because you know me right that's all i do is cardio and now you've been mr cardio too so you know you know what it feels like feels good i wouldn't call it mr cardio you you run more than me do three hours of cardio and i smoke a cigarette and then i get to my daily activities okay three hours how many miles are you doing how many calories are you burning like that's insane at least 1600 and then I try and only consume 300 that day. 300 calories? Do you not see my collarbones? You're fucking... Yeah, I can, I can see. Shit, I, I can, can see. I'm, I'm ripped, bro. Uh, I no, I know. I you, you sent me some pic of your ass or on something. So oh, I got to see that. That was awesome. Wow, you put our private conversations on. I had a... <laughs> I had, I had a, I had, I had a spot that I need to check and you checked it for me. I did. And don't worry, he's he's completely 100%. That's what I don't get. Why can't I put up my ass on social media, but women can all the time? And I get, yeah, I got a lot of like likes by it. And it's just for people listening. It was a funny thing I did for a video where it was like, what, why is the world going to shit? And then it's me looking out the window and it's just, you see my bare ass ass naked. (laughs) So you don't see anything but my ass. And it's just like, I got so many comments like, Hey, like uh, nice or uh, like compliments. And then like, (laughs) there were like the people that like, I'm like really close friends with like, do you put that on social media? I'm like, you stare at women's ass all the time. And then someone was like, nobody puts their ass on Instagram. And I'm like, just type in butt on Instagram and you will get flooded with pictures. Yeah, that's all. Like I said, that's I'm like, you already know me. I mean, you're kind of in the same boat when it comes to social media. Um, and, you know, dude, I do YouTube. 
and I don't even do social media. I just, I just can't do it. So I even give you props to doing one post today and then getting, I don't, like I said, I don't even do it. You, you're, I just, you get happier. Yeah. Dude, when I was doing the podcast um, before I started doing YouTube and I was doing all the social media, the multi-post a day, plug in the show, doing, dude, it, it it's exhausting. Uh, it's, it's exhausting, like for real. And and yeah, I'm so much happier, dude. Uh, my fiance, she's like huge on TikTok, loves it. So we were looking at our screen time, number two screen time on her phone, TikTok. I mean, she just, she's like obsessed with it. I'm just, I don't know, man. She sends me videos and, and stuff all the time. And some of them are cute and funny, but like, I don't know, man. I just tend to stay away from social media. I, 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 um, my, I don't really, I can't really be on my phone that much either. Um, it's not, it's just my, my battery, my phone is old. It's an iPhone seven. And, um, wow. well, you got to think they make two iPhones every year, basically. But the battery health on it, when I checked it, cause I was like, I wanted to fucking explode in my face and give the government another reason to kill me. Um, so I checked it and it said service warning. And I looked at, it, I was like, what it is. So like when it's a hundred percent, if I unplug it from the charger right now, it'll drop from 100 to 99 to 98 to 97 to 96 to 95. And it'll do that until it hits 24%. And then it'll be like the phone's unlimited energy at that point. And it's just like, in a matter of a second, it drops down one battery percentage. And it does that for like the very first 30 minutes. It'll drop all the way to 24%. And then it'll stay like 24% for an hour, two hours. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? But that's how they do it. They downgrade your phone. They downgrade your computer. I have Windows 11 needing to be updated on this computer for almost a year now. I ain't updating it. What are you going to add to my computer? Cortana? I don't need my computer to talk to me. <laughs> I don't need it. Well, I was about to say that. Wait a minute. Can you even update your iPhone 7? Like, does it even allow it? It updates all so the fucking old? time. It's listening to me. I know that for a fact. No, but you you know what I'm saying? Because at a certain point, they're just like, hey, you have to get a newer iPhone or the updates won't work no more. Right? They do that shit. Well, the apps, they update to a thing that only uses a certain code. And the weird regulations for their updating, they say it's to make your phone better, but it's really to stop hackers from getting into it. But the issue is, is that when security. you- security. Well, that's what they say, but that's not true. They also add a bunch of things in their terms. And I've been reading every terms and services, and they add a lot of shit that's not supposed to be in there. Interesting. Because like I said, what I the reason you get so many updates is because of the security issues they constantly have. So they got to keep upgrading. They got to keep fixing the security. It's a lie. It's a sales pitch. Well, once again, like you said, man, if you just believe everything that is thrown in your face, I mean, if I give if, right? if you could get asked, you can ask me any question. You can either ask me any question. And also another question would be you can also find out one answer to anything that you want to know the answer to. Well, I already know you'd want to know um, who killed JFK. So. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't find that out. You would want to know. We don't know. Nobody knows. You would want. No, I'm just saying if you had a magic i'm asking you what would you want to know about the universe if you could pick one answer to the universe anything any topic anything any dimension how the universe was created that's a good question like truthful like yeah like how big Bang. like it's a big we already know the answer though it was god big Bang. 
you're funny. It's funny because I just watched a cat documentary on Netflix <laughs> and they found, yeah, no, it was about fucking kitty cats, but there was one interesting thing in the documentary. And it was a bunch of cute stuff. I'd love to see your browsing history compared to mine. I've been watching Shutter. I've been watching what Three Mile Island nuclear explosion documentaries <laughs> and fucking the Ted Bundy tapes. No, hear me out. There was one section of the documentary. Like I said, the rest is really fluff about cat behaviors in this. One little section. They found the remains of an ancient cat that's like thousands and thousands. And they showed like the, the bones that they found. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years old. Before the Egyptians. Before the, like the Egyptian times. So if you believe in God, you believe in the Bible, right? The earth. And the world and the universe is only so old, right? So once again, man, like I said, I, I I'm more, I'm kind of, you know, probably more on your boat. I like scientific. I like proof. I like, I like stuff like you are, you know, cold earth, fire earth, water earth. It's scientifically proven. Like the, the earth is like billions of years old, not whatever the Bible tells you, right? How old the earth is. So just in this little cat documentary there's even you know it even says hey we found these bones before egyptian times right there tells you the earth isn't as old as what religion tells you so i don't know i grew up catholic man i grew up catholic for christ i know i said it sorry in a previous episode <laughs> I, mean, I grew up catholic so it got shoved down my throat it's probably why i'm not religious uh now it's because it got crammed down my throat you become religious if there was a woman involved now did you see that movie with mark yeah. Wahlberg? which one? Oh god what is it father stew i have not i've not seen dude it. i was hammered and i watched that that's a terrible movie to watch when you're drunk jesus christ it's like i just made bad decisions and this whole movie's about how to become a priest and make nothing but good decisions you feel like such a piece of shit dude i was watching it i was i literally turned to my buddy when we were watching it i was i was so i was out of my mind and i looked at him i go what the fuck did you watch and he goes well, this movie is pretty controversial. It actually is very controversial for Mel Gibson's career. I was like, how? He beat up a Jew in a restaurant. <laughs> I, I almost forgot your obsession with uh, Mel Gibson. I fucking love Mel Gibson. And M. Night Shyamalan movies. I and do. Mel Gibson. Yeah. No, you, ha you Damn, have. Damn, like, you really you know me. You, you brought up. No, I just listened to one of your episodes like. Uh, well, yes, you brought up The Village, like to the what's his name? You're just like, yeah, it's like that movie, The Village, when, you know, they're all in the woods and they think like this is the only way of life. And it, it's like old times. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not only you listen to my episodes. You've also known me for almost four years. No, no, I was telling you about that, man. I knew you uh, since you were 21. I think that's when I met you. So, yeah, it's crazy. Did you like my descent into madness? No, I love it. I once again, man, like um, I'm glad I got to talk to you a little bit because and, and that I'm on the podcast because I thought now I know you had the Power Ranger guy on uh, in the midst of all the JFK stuff. But like you've really uh, have had like a niche recently. And I'm just like, oh, man, is he going to stop doing like the conversations? Is, is this the new out of the blank? Is this the new out of the blank? The conspiracy out of the blank podcast with your host, Robbie. Well, it's not that many conspiracy episodes and i'm tired of the word fucking conspiracy it's not a conspiracy listen i've listened to all of them right that that is a uh true word uh right what the guy say the definition of it was 
Fantasy. one of your experts. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's a legit word. Like, right? It's not like for people that are like crazy. Like, right? It's like a legit word that's used in reports, that is used in in uh, court, that is right. See, I learned all this stuff, man. Listen to your podcast. Well more educated on conspiracies and JFK and... Uh, dude, I can't wait till you go into Robert Kennedy. That should be the next. Uh, that that is a good segue, right from JFK to Robert Kennedy. I wouldn't hold your uh, breath on that one. Oh, I'm Lex. I was actually look. You mentioned it that you might uh, look I, into it. I, I, uh, I, I, I talk a little bit about it off here, but I I emailed him. He's just he's a little bit got a lot of stuff going on. He just and I can't ask a question that wouldn't be Kennedy focused, and he doesn't really want to talk about that. So that's fine. But he wants to okay. talk about no. I, talk about Wuhan. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote a book on it. I mean, see, a lot of these things, like <coughs> people think I have like an unrealistic grasp or I can get like insane guests. That is true. I've been lucky in a lot of aspects of getting guests, but I also just send a message like everybody else. It's not like I have some type of deep connection or value. I just say, Hey, I'm going to give you my full time and respect. And that's the best I can give you. But now you have the respect of the JFK community and these other cons no because now they're re they're recommending people for you and they're going hey you can trust Robbie go ahead and do his podcast right because you don't have an agenda I listen to your people because they they think people have agendas and they have their own agendas you don't have an agenda right so that's why they like talking to you like talking to you too i gotta learn a lot from your show your show shows me how many videos they can put toby mcguire in and it's still <laughs> funny hey we're getting a little bit more diverse with the videos why uh, is steve in black and white oh not anymore it was just like it was just a bit right just a bit we did okay yeah you can start you're having right, just, guests hey, back on when you release you know i i cut it down to two videos uh a week now it was three but man yeah, when you're releasing two videos a week you know it's like your podcast you gotta, you know, you gotta think of stuff to do and, you know, ongoing things, ongoing jokes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's entertainment. Well, I already told you, do you already know anything with me? Podcast, YouTube, I just, it's all entertainment. Like the last video, like, right, I just make myself disappear and then my brother makes me reappear. It's all, you know, what entertainment. Would you, you know? What would you do if you couldn't do the podcast? You could change it to something else. I only ask that because I might not be doing the show much longer you mean like uh you mean because i don't do podcasting anymore so you're talking about like youtube yeah like, so I'm, like I'm, what would i do well like from the guests i've talked to and i'm putting them in a film i thought maybe i would take a new avenue and take a break from the show and then just do strictly filmmaking with the connections oh. that I have. you're talking about you are you talking about me? Are you asking I want to me dive or into are you the, asking you? Or did I'm you answer you. the question you asked me? I gave you an example so you could answer in your own. <laughs> I do that a lot, don't I? <laughs> no, because I just re recently listened to your show where you overtook your own show. I did Literally. it again in this one, too. Literally. No, but not for like a couple minutes. You literally, it was an hour and a half. And your guest got to talk for like 15 minutes. And then like. That's a lie. 50 minutes. It's not a lie. The, the timestamp for him. Like you. He talked 45. I talked All right. uh, close to an hour. <laughs> okay. I did. I have the I have the audacity time record thing. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so I did the podcasting. Uh, I really love podcasting too. Um, and I do miss doing it. Uh but, you know, then I got into YouTube and reaction videos. So if I couldn't do the reaction videos, 
you know, kind of, I guess what you're asking me is what would my creative outlet be? Um, you know, the easy answer is I'd probably go back to doing podcasting, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think if I would probably, in all seriousness, if I would take that time for YouTube and I wasn't doing podcasting or YouTube, I probably concentrated more on my music and I would probably, um, probably get recording, get new recording software. I have really old, like a four track that you record on tape, like, like cassette tapes. Uh, but I would probably put my time and investment into my music. I would definitely do it because I have my buddy, uh, Jim, he's waiting for me to call him and be like, Hey man, come over and jam with me so we can just jam, you know, and record music and stuff. So I would definitely put my concentration on my music. I love playing music, man. I miss playing music a lot. Make me some soundtracks for my film. Yeah. I don't need you to sing. I just need guitar playing. Okay. I can't, I, did I can't have your voice you in it. It would just get me, it would get me, it would make, it would, for me, I couldn't watch my film at that point then. <laughs> I will give everyone a behind the scenes if they have seen uh, Robbie's uh, first movie. He did ask me, because he asked everybody, uh, you know, to help him out make his first movie. And he reached out to me and he's like, Mike, just record something. Uh, I don't, I don't even remember the instructions you gave me. You were like, record about talking about A, B, and C. So here's me. I record something about E, F, and G. And he gets it. He's like, Mike, you didn't even do what I asked you to do. And I'm like, I'll just use it. <laughs> you, you sent, me, you sent you... me an hour recording. And that whole thing I used out of it was two That's minutes. Awesome. Less no, than two amazing. minutes. It was amazing what you used. It was really, really funny. Like the, what you used from it. What I, from what, it what, and it wasn't an hour. But he's not lying. I literally probably sent him a half hour worth of me and my brother just being completely stupid and he ended up like yeah using like two or three minutes of it and it was like really funny i thought it was interesting to get a bunch of people who are actually experts in the fields that they were like neuroscientists and all this and a freemason lodge leader and have them talk about this film and relate it to what they are already experts in that's it, that. that's what you asked me to do i didn't do that <laughs> I was like, give me some social commentary about the film. And you're like talking about pizza and talking about all these things and stuff that was obviously linked into your show. Or I was like, how do I do this? But <laughs> no, I like I that. Completely, I completely made up all that. We come. No, I, I'm not lying to you. All that was like 30 minutes of like improv from me and my brother. We just completely because I told him, I said, Robbie wants us to do something for his movie. I said, I, I forget what it is. I said, but let's just like do something. It was all improv. Yeah. Do you prefer that? But I know you like to write scripts. No. So, so that's the funny thing, right? So when I did my podcast, it was totally scripted. I totally wrote out the bits. I wrote out the topics. I wrote everything out and everything was kind of like a TV show. Like it was like, we have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, but YouTube, it's all improv totally 100 nothing is planned so we just we watch the video and then me and my brother we just do a bunch of stupid stuff and then when i edit i put something really stupid at the beginning and then i'll and like we'll have about eight minutes of stuff and i literally will only use 40 seconds of material so i'll have eight minutes of us fucking around and i'll give you 40 seconds of it and that's, dude, it's so much fun. Like I said, it's honestly, instead of, you know, man, you, you, you do the podcast and I was, we were recording an hour and a half, two hours, and then you have to edit two hours of material. And me, I, I would edit it down to like an hour. 
So doing the short YouTube videos, because our YouTube videos are like two or three minutes at, you know, at most. And I do five, literally five seconds at the beginning and about 40 seconds at the end. So recording and doing it, it's a lot of fun. I actually like editing and uh, putting together the stuff me and my brother are doing and not the reaction, because I don't even care about the reaction at that point. Uh, to me, uh, the juice of the channel is me and my brother. But YouTube analytics and YouTube statistics tell me otherwise, because everyone watches the reaction and doesn't watch right me and my brother after the reaction is done. So like a majority of the people. A lot of people like short videos, but I like long videos. I like the, but I, I like like spot like podcasts are for Spotify. Podcasts are not for YouTube, but people like watching the video too, which makes it great because Spotify now has video. You already know algorithms, right? This is beaten in your head for YouTube. So when I first started doing reaction videos, we had like seven, eight minute videos, and only two minutes of it were being watched. So the goal, to obviously, to get your YouTube video more seen is you have to have a 50% retention rate when you're doing YouTube videos. So when I do two, three minute videos, hey man, I only need a minute and a half to be watched and then I'm gonna be put over the 50% retention rate and YouTube will recommend my video more often. Now that's kind of stupid, like you gotta think about that stuff and the algorithms and stuff. But that's what I'm saying, like I care and I don't care because what I care more about is just the, shooting the shit with my brother recording stuff and then editing that that's seem like where you, you seem like that's you care a lot you seem like you care a lot yeah but i like the shorter i like it would, the it would help videos. if you cried a little bit get my views can, up a little bit i can i can do, do it cry well what's fun Dig I'll into what's, your what's catholic fun is. past and tell me what's all the yeah. <laughs> what's what what's fun is just doing completely random things and having videos like really make no sense them just being completely random like what we're talking about has nothing to do with like the video or this and that we love doing it's like andy kaufman type stuff you know it it's so right i care i i really don't I, if i'm being 1000 percent you, i i don't care about the algorithms and this and that what i care about is i get to spend time with my brother and we have a lot of fun doing it right so that's what really matters to me at the end of the day so when are you having that's another what, kid no, I'm not. Uh, who? Oh, my brother. Got, oh, no, when, are you, when are you having another kid? No, I can't have me. My, I can't have any kid. I can, but like I'm not. My fiance, she can't have any kids. So no, no more new kids for me. And we're too. I'm too old. Now. Adopt. No, 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 no. Because so, like I said, I'm newly engaged and everything. And my fiance's moved in with me. She has an 11 year old son. So I'm. I oh, I got. Sure. I kind of have a new. Get uh, him into Star Wars. Oh no, I did. Convert so him, he's you never, cult leader. So he's never seen him, Jeez. and we've watched uh, seven movies. So in a row, the last no, not in a row. Uh, we Fuck. just watched The Force Awakens a couple days ago. Uh, he likes Star Wars. It's awesome. Yeah, I got him in Star Wars. So that's cool, dude. <laughs> that Star Wars video game is ninety nine percent complete, and they haven't updated it to get me that point one percent. It's so, so if, fucking annoying. Okay. So if anyone out there knows Robbie personally, you might know he likes to play this game called uh, Star Wars Lego. All of and them. All the Lego he, games. He has to get the 100% on the game. Because it, like, so finding all the hidden 
you know, the thing, the thingamajiggers, finding all the hidden things, collecting all the coins that you got to collect per level and all that. There's all this stuff that you have to do. And like, yeah, dude, you're like a stickler, man. Like you, we are a wasteful society. People play one game. They beat it on easy and they go, I'm going to buy another. I'm just like, no fucking master it. Get really good at it and then move on to a different one. When you get bored, I don't have time for video games. And I haven't played my, my Xbox is so dusty. I have not turned it on. I think in. So is my PlayStation five. And I apologize if you don't have a PlayStation five yet, but mine's been collecting dust for, I just been so busy. Um, like yeah, I rarely have even played it. So my Star Wars Lego, oh man, I'm at like two percent. Like yeah, I haven't even really played it. So I'll get through it. I'll get through it. I love the Star Wars Lego games, but you have to get through it. Like you have to play all the levels really quickly, then go back and really play the levels or really complete it. Yes, because then you can get to this section or get to this because you need different types of like people to do certain things. I just have I can't play a game without five minutes before my brain goes. Why are you being a lazy piece of shit and start doing something more beneficial? And then it goes like to finding guests for a podcast and then doing work or reading a book that happens to do with something I need to learn more about. And it's just like Christ on a bike, man, give me a break and let me play some damn star Wars. Like I just want to sit in my underwear, drink, eat saltine crackers and play star Wars. Like, yeah. And you need that. Like, once again, that's one of those, uh, uh, you know, I was, I was, I always talk about, it's just, you, people need to like unwind, man. Everyone's so like wound up anymore. And sometimes, man, you just need to chill. And if it's playing Star Wars Lego, dude, give yourself that hour or two hours and just play some Star Wars Lego. You just explained my neighborhood. My neighborhood is just people walking in the middle of the road like some ballsy motherfuckers when my car is coming by. Then they stop and stare at you and you have to go into the grass a little bit to go around them. And I'm like, what is happening in society? The way it should be is I have a car, you move. But this, the way it's gone now is there's people from getting out of the bike lane and deciding I'm going to ride in the middle of the road because I'm as useful as a car is great. Wonderful. Oh, I can't help. stand Let me that. show you my brakes don't work and we'll see where it goes from there. No, you're so right. Like what, what's shifted? Like, is it the bike lanes? Because before, yeah, bike riders would be scared to death on the side of the road, right? They'd be like, they'd be like, they see, like, oh, I need to get as far. Right. Yeah. Now they just ride in the middle of the road. They don't care. They like stop traffic, dude. It happens here, like in Indiana, and they have bike lanes like everywhere too, like everywhere. Especially when you go to like downtown, of course, there's just bike lanes like everywhere. They like run the roads down there. They make it safer down here, and I was like, well, why do they keep adding all these safety? And then I realized there's a lot of people that die down here every year. I mean, my town is a. Ho- I was on a podcast talking about like, I was on a murder podcast, and we were talking about like events that happened, and like my town's a. God damn it. What do I have to Talk say? About like unexplained deaths or so just like... my town is a place that is historically has a horrible murder in it. And it was on 60 minutes and it was a long time ago when I was a little kid. Um, what happened is our town, my town is a beach town. So it's a tourist attraction. So we get people from it's Maryland, ocean city. We get yeah, people yeah, from yeah. New Jersey. We get people from Virginia. We get people from Delaware, Florida, Texas, Ohio, anything you can think of people come here to travel. I don't know fucking why it's a beach town, I guess. 
But a long time ago when I was little and they played this in my government class in like ninth grade, it was nuts to watch it. You're like, what? This happened. My my fucking parents work at one of the places where they did it. (laughs) Hang on. So check this out. A couple came and on vacation, they decided a fun thing would be to lure another couple. And what they did with this Lord, another couple, they chopped the body parts up and started dropping them all around town. And the club where they met is where my parents work. So it's like, holy shit. I was like a kid. I was like, I asked where my parents work. Everyone's like, oh, you know, this is like a horrible murder scenario, right? I'm like, what? And then that, and I started looking into the amount of deaths. We have a lot of deaths here, a lot. And a lot of them are, right now, I met Michael Jordan's brother. Oh, that's cool. Well, Michael Jordan, yeah. So apparently, Michael, this guy comes into my gym. Last name's Jordan. That's whatever. I talked to him. I was like, hey, you're you related to the basketball player. And like, as a joke. And he goes, that's yeah, that's my brother. I'm like, what? Like for like for real? That's what I said. I was like, what? And he goes, you know, every year he comes down to do the fishing tournament that you guys have. And I go, yeah, he does do that because there every year he comes down and tries to bet people a shit ton of money. And I go, he's a massive gambler. He's yeah, a, yeah, he's well, he also owns a boat down here, and there's pictures all over social media. I think this week and last week of him at this fishing tournament, the White Marlin opening is what they call it, and um, he's been betting people. And he goes, yeah, he goes, I'm just getting a break from him. I'm like, what is it like to be like Mike Jordan's brother, like Space Jam? He goes, I'm his older brother. How do you think that feels? And I'm like, what? And he's like, people don't really know about me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like hit a trigger. He goes, hey, he just got on my nerves. I had to get get some space inside to come here to work out. Um, and I give him his day pass and everything. And I'm like, why do you need space from your, you know, your brother if you're on family vacation with him or whatever? And he goes, because all he does is trying to bet people right now. Like we were on a boat and he was talking about, I could bet you I could swim from this island to that island before you could. And he's like, there's stakes. I'm like, wait, can I say, I'll bet you $80 million I can run faster than you. And then <laughs> I don't have the 80 million to back it up. So I got to win, but I could easily get paid, son. So, yeah. So in that doc, that Bulls documentary, uh, was it the last dance? Like it came out, dude. Like he's like a mat who gambles on like everything, everything. Like he would <clears throat> do it like in the locker rooms, like when he was on the Chicago Bulls, like in the back, like in in the locker. Yeah, it was nuts. Like he's he's got like a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most, most athletes have like a, a compulsive disorder. Most weightlifters have a body image disorder. Um, Elvis had a just Elvis had a huge, huge issue with wanting to be very, very co- connected and secretive. Um, I didn't realize that when I started looking in like there, there's a president that gave or Elvis gave, I think it was Hoover or he gave someone in the, in the administration in the White House a gun and gave him a bunch of bullets as a gift just because that's Elvis. He carried a lot of guns. There's people that have stories of this is Elvis's gun. This is this. He just carried a lot of weapons. And I get it. Some people have like, they collect like cards or they collect, you know, trophy helmets, but some people collect guns. And Elvis was this guy that liked having his own things that could relate to his personality. And those were guns. Those were really weird objects, bullets. I mean, I think there's plenty of stories of, oh yeah, Steve Martin has the best story. He met Elvis backstage and Elvis comes over and goes, hey man, I want to check out my guns. And he hands him a gun and then hands him these bullets. He's like, hold these real quick. And he shows out another gun and does like a little, like, you know, his little suave thing that he does. And Steve Martin's like, I'm talking to Elvis. And at the same time, I'm holding six bullets and a gun in my hand. Like, 
it's just weird scenarios but it's like i like that stuff about like famous people i really do like these weird even if they're an asshole like people said robin williams had a lot of problems man he robin williams went before he like died he went to a gaming store a board like gaming board thing and bought a bunch of like elite packages of that game warhammer and just left he goes where's your local bike shop and then left and went to the bike shop now people say he was an inner nerd or whatever i don't necessarily think that i think he has a son so he probably was buying things for his son but it's like that like they're humans like when you look at like the idea of superman smoking a cigarette celebrities are the same thing but people like i was going to have a guest on to talk about celebrity threats and analysis of threat people send like hair to people people send blood to people people said i'd kill for you and send weird ass messages celebrities is a different thing it's like billionaires you're in a different status quo when you start becoming more popular and you realize how many people will reach out to you only because they want something from you dude that plays a toll on your personality that plays a toll on your mindset so um not to veer off veer off a little bit but i my fiance told me something today about Daniel Ratcliffe. So Daniel Ratcliffe, he's the you know, gentleman who plays Harry Potter. He um, wore the same exact outfit every time he went outside. So the paparazzi couldn't use his photos. He wore Think what? about it. The same outfit, the same shirt, the same pants, same sneakers. So every time he went out in public and he knew he was going to be like hassled by paparazzi, he wore the same exact outfit. And then that way they, it's hard to tell when the picture was taken. Right. Cause he's always that's in the smart. same outfit. No, it's very smart. That was just like, wow, that's actually pretty clever. Yeah. So he's always in the, I didn't even know that. That's, that's better why than you- wearing the reflective gear. So the pictures flash. Oh, that's, that's cl- clever too, but it was really clever because. That's probably why you don't see a lot of pictures with him. I miss the era of cooter shots. <laughs> that always used to be on magazines. You'd see like Britney Spears, open legs. And then you'd see Brad Pitt, open legs. And then you'd see Jennifer Aniston, open legs. And then you'd see like Brad Pitt again, open legs. I'm like, Jesus Christ, who's, who's taking these photos? Why are you in that angle? Who opens up a car door and there's a cameraman down ready for a cooter shot? <laughs> like imagine rolling down the window the coast is clear you can get out of the car now you get out of the car they're all down there <laughs> yeah but the problem with uh like celebrities like even in the you know you the united states fan we, we put everyone puts them up on a pedestal and they're dude they're like god-like figures they're giving they're vaccine people. advice no and then people listen to them what like the, the fuck <laughs> no like they're and that's kind of what's wrong with our society is like celebrities, dude, anybody like um, they have lots of power. And I don't I don't know if they realize that when they yeah, when they come out and they say, oh, I'm an anti-vaxxer or I'm like this man, dude, they're influencing like millions of people, you know, possibly. But I, you know, that's why you got to go. Your, you got to make your make up your own damn mind. Like, don't listen to Tom Hanks. It was nice when Uncharted was out because everyone was like, you know, you look like Tom Holland. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to grow this fucking mustache. Out. I got to watch that. It's on Netflix now. I haven't watched that yet. It's I pretty good. Watched that. Yeah. 
But uh, but yeah, man, celebrities have a lot of power. What I noticed in Uncharted is if you look at the actors that they have, they're all around the same height. And the reason why they and they're all like five, eight, five, seven, because Tom Holland's short, Marky Mark's short, too. So every single person, even in the background, is around five foot eight and five foot seven. So it looks normal in the film, but they don't have Uh... any tall people in there. And I was like, dude, does anybody else notice this? Like, they just got a bunch of casted people that are all. And that's Smart. not that's not the majority average height in our society. It's not five. Eight. It's no. like six foot. Yeah, I'm six foot. Yeah, it's like average. And that's why in, in films, they grab big people and they grab someone who's like super muscular and have them next to a small person. So they you have a bunch of like people. That's why if you ever see Arnold pictures of Arnold when he was at his jacked and then you have him up pictures against Andre the Giant or the great uh, the great Kali. They're huge to him. He looks like a he looks like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they do the rock and Kevin Hart, right? You have like the big guy and the small guy. Yeah, but you can tell. Well, yeah. Like Kevin Hart's not normal height. Like it's not like you don't make a so, whole movie where they're all the rock size. There's not a whole bunch funny, of people the rock size. If I send you the picture of Chris, you know Chris Katalikas. I just saw him his con- and I, I got don't to meet know him. who that is. He's the guy from Night at Roxbury, not Will Ferrell, the other guy. Oh, shit, yeah. So that's Chris Catan. Dude, super. I look like a like a tower compared to him. Yeah, he's like super short. And I don't know, like Will Ferrell's like really, really tall. Because Will Ferrell's taller than me. So, so like you said, man, movie magic, right? Kind of makes, you know, doesn't look like a mountain next to him. But, you know, that's, that's all why Patrick angles. Swayze put lifts in his shoes. Yeah, Patrick's look, man. Patrick Swayze. It's the only, you know, the dirty dancing. You know, the guy's like 30 something and you have to. Yes, has to be. (laughs) I bet he could show his ass and nobody would say anything. (laughs) Well, probably if it was like 1988. Yeah, no one would say anything. Right. Society's weird. (laughs) We've gotten less clothes in public, but then we've gotten more clothes in movies. Yeah, uh, somebody I watched. Uh, it was an article on like Yahoo or something, and the and the headline was, "Is this inappropriate for a swimming, a swimming, a public swimming pool?" And so I click on it. Yeah, it's just some girl. She has like a thong, like bikini on, and like and like and like it just shows. You can just see her ass, and like you know, everyone's in like regular bathing suits and stuff. But like, yeah, man, people people like to show skin, man. People want to show off how hard they work or how gifted they Absolutely. are, but then they don't like you looking. Yeah. But man, like it's stuff like you do. So my son, my son, uh, Anakin, you know, he's 19. He's been uh, working out religiously now for about two months. He's kind of, and he has a trainer. It's actually my nephew. So it's his cousin. And dude, he's got the John Cena rock body. And my son, dude, two months and he's been, dude, he gets up at five in the morning. He's in the gym three times a week at five 30 in the morning. He's, he's, he's on a restricted diet, eating certain foods and yeah, man, he's got the results. And so now he went out, he just wears wife, be- he wears like the wife beater shirts and he's, dude, he start he's showing off his shoulders and his arms. He's getting ripped. But that takes dedication, man. Like it takes dedication, like what he's doing. Surprisingly easier if he just did it and then got over like the hard slumps of like the first two weeks. Like I always tell people like when they come in the gym and they go, yeah, I got to get back in here and all that. I'm like, I never stopped. 
Like that's the thing is like it's just it's just like checking your phone in the morning. It just becomes a routine. routine. Yeah, you can't stop. Even even with the cardio, you already know that you can't stop. I was sick, dude. I, I still got the sniffles and coughing. Just so like I had this really bad cold for the past two weeks. And yeah, I didn't I didn't do any cardio for like four days, five days in a row. And I had to get, you know, get back on it, even though I was still kind of sick. But like, yeah, man, just taking off those those few extra days, it it matters, man. Like it, it totally matters. Like you lose it. That's what I'm saying. You work so hard to get it and you just lose it and snap your finger. Well, once you build up a foundation to it, because that's like a big conflict in a lot of the gym uh, people's like I know trainers that go like, yeah, hey, I worked so hard and then it was all gone. And so you have to keep doing it for the rest of your life until you die. And you just realize it's like, oh, no, you build a foundation. And once that foundation is set, it's so easy to get it back. Like, it's relatively – you'll build it back faster. I actually had a guy in my um, – he was one of the people that goes, have you ever, like, seen a movie with Tom Holland in it? And I'm like, yeah, I get it all the time, dude. He was one of those guys. And this is around when Spider-Man came out. He asked that question. But his name's Henry, and he comes into the gym. And I was like, yeah, man, I haven't seen you in a couple months, man. He goes, yeah, I got uh, back surgery, and I haven't been able to work out. So basically just lost everything. Man, it took him about two weeks and he was back to getting, you know, back to in rip shape again. And it's just like, yeah, you had the foundation there before. He was jacked before and he's getting there again. It's just keeping up that hassle and keeping up that time and stuff. It's like I tell people, don't, you don't have to work out if you're not interested in it. But if you want to try it and you like it, then you should probably stick to it. Like, that's a thing. I mean, anything you do, you can either half ass it and do a shitty job at it or you can put all your heart into it and try and do your best. And then it's a good job. You already know, man extra you have to be committed and that's anything really like you have to commit yourself you have to and you're right like i said i i i make it sound like i missed a couple days i missed four days and i got back on the treadmill and i was like out of breath in five seconds no that's not how it is man you're right i get on the treadmill after i haven't exercised in a week i can still go the full speed i was doing i can i, I get winded I'll, I'll be more winded at the end of it and like have to just build up just a little bit. But like you said, dude, it, it comes back really quickly. Wait you know? till we all enter the digital world. There's a show called Upload. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, uh How am I supposed to exercise in the digital world? So here's the funny thing. In Upload, basically what happened, and this is nuts. So the only way you can upload to the digital world, it's like a place where people go when they die. So the only way that they can do it is that you have to be, a, a, you basically, you have to sacrifice yourself. So the way that the, the, the technology and society gone is called uploading yourself to this digital world. And one of the places called Lakeview Acres or something like that. And this guy, like he gets in a car accident and like they're going to put him on life support. And before they do that, they go, we'll just upload him. So they stick his head under this thing and it vaporizes his head. So now he's just a, he's just a body. And they upload you into this digital world where someone basically. Your subconscious gets uploaded? Your whole head. Your whole head is decapitated, basically. It's just vaporized by this laser. And then it's uploaded into the system where they store your memories. And here's the funny thing is there's an IT person in the real world that monitors at least 10 or eight different what they call clients in this digital world. And these people are still alive. It's their memories. It's everything like this. But it's all in the digital world. And here's the fucking kicker. So you only get to be active or it's all run by data, memory. So you have... If you are rich, you get to live in Lakeview Manors, and there's like 10,000 floors in Lakeview Manors. You can have anything you want, food whenever you want it, 
water whenever you want it, anything, but it's all in-app purchases and it gets charged to your credit card, whoever's carrying on your account and keeping the payments going to keep your profile going. And if your family decides to cut it, they just freeze you. They put you on ice. You grade out in the simulation and you no longer live anymore, but you still experience new memories. You experience new stuff. And one of the guys is in there. He's like, he gets down to the buffet. He's like, move, move, move. And he jumps into the thing. All the food's gone because at that time in that simulation, the food goes away because breakfast is over and it gets clear. He goes, fuck. And he walks over to the machine and he grabs the fridge and he slams it four times and then hits the table and a bread roll pops up on the thing. He goes, Hey man, nice glitch. Where'd you find that out? And there are people that are no longer alive, but they're in the digital world and they're finding glitches to be able to hack the system, to be able to survive and make their <laughs> life easier. It's so good, dude. It's on Amazon. It, I think there's two. Seasons oh, this is a show. It. Yes. It's so good. Oh, okay. This is a show. Cause it's they make like, up- they make uh, upload and they make like, they make sex suits for people in the real world to go into the virtual world and have relations with their no longer alive loved one. And it's funny cause the guy who did the hack on the bread roll thing, his friend is newly uploaded to the system. And that guy is dating his girlfriend's great, great, great grandmother. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> her, her avatar that they use was a photo from like the 19, the great depression. So it's all black and white. So her avatar is black and white. They're like, how long has she been here? She's been here for 200 years. <laughs> so it's like, it's shit like that. It's really, it's, it's very interesting. Cause you see the relationship between the real world and the digital world. And then there's a thing called the two gig era. And the two gig era are people that got uploaded like a child that died and their family couldn't afford to put them on the unlimited data floor plan. So after their two gigs run out, they just freeze. So they're like, make sure you don't blink. Make sure you don't think super hard. Make sure you don't do any of that that uses data. Just sit still. And it's like the worst conditions ever. And like they're and it's it dude it's nuts and the one i don't even know if i should say this part but one dude comes in and he's butt ass naked and they go what happened and they go oh he doesn't have enough data to afford clothes so he's making milk cart- <laughs> he's making he's taking the milk cartons that they have in the floor and he's trying to fold them into something they go oh he's making clothes no he's not and what he did was he didn't have enough data for them to load his crotch so <laughs> He made a fake like cart, uh, milk carton crotch. And it's like, that's, that's like a real thing. When you enter the, like, I remember I wasn't, I was interested in transhumanism and AI for a really good brief amount of time. I'm still kind of interested into it. No, I remember you talking about this. And the only human thing left is the fucking crotch. Well, that was in, that was of recent, but when I actually got into these transhumanism discussions, I mean, it's a real, it's a real thing where we start talking about the influence of technology into human capacity. And that's a, scary thing and it could be sci-fi if you have no knowledge about it but the idea the idea of having uh it's kind of like cloning right if you had a clone of yourself where you could use them for like or organ transplant or whatever right that's real i mean i've talked to a scientist who talked about recloning people's organs to be able to make sure you could have like you could have a liver in a jar and that liver can be yours anytime you want it. It wouldn't be like farming people where you have clones. You just wait to walk over with a knife and, and gut them. So there's a movie, but like, yeah, think about it. If everyone, not everyone, the, everyone who could afford to make a clone of themselves and then all the clones live together in their own society and then they just like disappeared because they disappeared because they needed like a liver or, a, you know, whatever, heart um, transplant. Imagine if your clone was a terrorist. <laughs> 
imagine that though if they have a clone and your clone gets to go live on a farm until one day they need you need something from them and you get you get to go harvest them like wagyu imagine if that clone finds out that this is what's happening and they decide i don't want this and i'm going to revolt and they create a what we would call who are those anonymous people the people that destroy like government shit yeah they yeah, create yeah. that and then now yeah. you have a battle between it's that movie with paul rudd where him and his clone are fighting over who gets to control his life <laughs> yeah but you'd have to well no because i was gonna say you'd have to track them or have a way to track them but then what if the clone uprising they found their trackers and they all removed them jesus right? christ think this about it yeah scary shit think about it you said people talk about ai uprising what if there was a clone uprising I, that's more believable because like you said we can basically clone we basically clone people at well, this point which where do you think that society is going to go you think it's going to go more the cloning route or you think it's going to go more the digital route of probably like, the more digital route right probably. well where are we when we define digital which aspect of it though are we talk the about ai no the ai no i can totally it's crazy because we have all the shows and the movies and and you have all this stuff uh westworld it's one of my favorite shows it's it's all about ai uprising Right. So, I mean, I could totally see that before cloning, even though I think there's probably more beneficial uh, factors in cloning than than AI. But because I think, yeah, a because, dude, it, it's true. Like you do. You talk about it all the time. Self-driving cars and uh, assembly lines. There's no humans uh, for fuck's sake. There's a restaurant. It's called Steak. I don't know if you have steak and shakes in Maryland, but there's steak and shakes. They closed and they reopened. There's no humans in it. I mean, they're making the food, but like there's, you don't, no human takes your order. It's all computer generated. Like when you walk in the restaurant, there's like no human contact. None. It's crazy. So and then you talk about AI, right? That's, there you go, man. I'm telling you like, and there's going to be AIs and then people are going to make uh human. Uh, it's, it's like, you know, it, they're going to make, ais that look like humans like we you watch you show me the video where the ai was just like responding to the other ai eventually they're going to get so smart even though they're computer programmed and made it's a glitch or something's going to happen and they're going to think freely and i'm telling you man it's only going to take one of them right and then look out um, it's true i don't think they'll i don't know I think so. That's when I mentioned the episode that you're always mentioning right now is um, with Phil. But when I talked about Roman Yampolansky, who studies the existential risk aspect of things, making an AI that just suggests stuff to you, it's not a bad idea, but we just got to be very careful. We don't, we have a really large problem right now in society with the unrealistic expectation that business has and a lot of actions that get passed throughout our political and our historical record. So I'm just about like, we need to, figure out to make sure that all, like but you see zuckerberg's interview on joe rogan mm -mm. holy shit dude that's trending and it's going to be trending for a long time he goes during the hunter biden laptop situation and now the diary that of biden's daughter talked about biden taking showers naked with his daughter and all this type of stuff crazy really weird shit but the, you know the biden laptop story right no, dude, I am not into politics at all. So during the election between Trump and Biden and why people think what happened was there was a thing called Hunter Biden laptop. And this laptop was a bunch of horrible pictures of Hunter Biden that he was taking while he was on crack, basically, 
and he was with strippers and prostitutes and it was given to like russia and russia was using that as like a thing of like oh scam. this is what trump was bringing up in the debates so that laptop was found in delaware that delaware is right a state over from me when this was trending you probably remember me speaking about it briefly but i was they were saying it was a conspiracy and it was a lie no it wasn't but they tried to bury that information because nobody wanted trump to be elected that's fine i don't care about that i don't like the lying of information but that laptop was real. And what they did was if you tried to share that link on Facebook, if you tried to share that link anywhere, it wouldn't share. It wouldn't send. It wouldn't do any of that. But somehow a bunch of people on like WikiLeaks and all this leaked it out. Now, when Zuckerberg was on there, Joe Rogan asked him that question. Why did you make that laptop link? Not because now it's real. Now it's trending everywhere. Go to Twitter and check what's trending. You'll see that and you'll see the diary. And this is all shit Alex Jones said like three years ago, which is fucking nuts. Um, like I said, he gets some stuff right. You just can't listen to everything he says. Now, with the Biden laptop situation, when Joe Rogan asked Zuckerberg that question, what, why did you make that link unclickable or you made it so people would get banned if they shared that link? And it did. It did. It, that would have influenced decisions on people's choices of who they're going to vote for, whether you want to agree that that's the main thing, but it definitely would have skewed votes. And we know from data collection services that showing a bunch of ads of Hillary Clinton or whoever, whatever political party is probably going to skew more people to vote for that person, especially undecided voters. If you show a bunch of good ads running in a field of wheat and saying you're going to save poor African kids, that's just going to happen because it's people's morals, values and wanting to help. And they necessarily aren't informed. It's why people broadcast. It's why people pay for advertisements. It's why people do all these things to influence decisions. So long story short, um, we get into the aspect of the laptop. And when Joe Rogan asked Zuckerberg about that, why did you make that link unclickable? What he said was we were given instructions from the FBI that there's a bunch of Russian disinformation that is leaked onto the internet. So make sure that you lower it in your feeds. And that's what he did. And not only did they lower the feeds, they labeled it as disinformation. And it wasn't, it was true. Whether you agreed with it or not, it was true. And now it's all coming out. And that's a big trending thing because now you realize how much power Facebook has. The FBI, all these things, they go to every media outlet and let them know what exactly can and can't. I looked into the Hollywood influence of, or military influence into Hollywood. The number of movies, basically every movie has some type of Hollywood influence into it. Fast and Furious, Forrest Gump, Lone Survivor, some more extreme scenarios. But obviously there's controlling there. And I think that's really weird about our, like just the way that we go where I watch movies about AI stuff. I watch future movies and we ask the question, does society influence movies or movies influence society? It's back and forth. And the issue is, is that if they make a movie about time travel, I guarantee you, you'll have a, a lot more people pushing to study time travel and figure out what that is. Sure. And, you know, you bring the, the main point of everything you just said was that the FBI is controlling, right? Controlling like the physical media and then they're controlling and they're working with Facebook. And like I said, I've listened to all your podcasts and, and like you said, when you, when you just live day-to-day -day life and you have the, the media what's thrown in your face and you want to believe it, right? You want to believe what the government tells you is true and what they're telling you and what the news media outlets are feeding you. And you want to think it's true. And then when you, when you get that like small doubt, like you, like, you know, like you said, when you get that small doubt and you're just like, they did this. Well, what else did they lie about? What else are they hiding? What else are they not telling us? 
like yeah man it just makes everything going like how long have they i mean we know like we know we've always kind of said like yeah you know uh government and they you know they kind of control what's put out to us and uh you know news outlets because one's right wing one's left wing they control what's put out uh is it bigger than that obviously and like i said even going even going you know the jfk stuff but like you start looking at documents and the stuff that you've uncovered and just all this other stuff and you're just going wow like f the fbi the cia uh they were working hand in hand hand in hand with the newspapers with the media with all that so now it's just transformed to the internet right so now they're working with the with facebook and the twitters and the this and like yeah, man, they're just showing us what they want to be shown, what they don't want to be shown, skewing it in ways, uh, blurring it in ways, presenting it in ways, you know, that they just want everybody to perceive everything. And then it's people like you and then also a, a big group of people that like find the truth about some things. They're just like, wait a minute, how can the government do this? It makes you like rethink everything. It makes you rethink JFK, 9-11, the moon landing, it makes you rethink all of this stuff. Like what has been told to us? What is the truth? And like I said, that's something you've been searching for. It's just like, look, we don't give a fuck who shot JF. We don't get, just tell us the truth. Like what is going on? Like, just tell us the truth. And people deserve to know the truth, but they're just lied to and they just take it and they believe it and they accept it. Right. But, and they don't care. Right. And then you're right. They just live their lives. and They don't care. But like, man, there is, there's more and more and more people that their eyes are opening up. And like I said, man, just digging into what you're digging into, like my eyes are just like, whoa, you know, I live my life every day. I don't care about politics and this and that. But man, you really got my gears going and going, man, CIA, FBI, uh, Dallas police. And look, you can branch that off. What other police departments are like this? Is this like this across all 50 states? What else is happening? What's happening in like local governments? What's happening with local police? And dude, this like, I'm telling you, man, when you get like an inkling of a doubt about things and about any government uh, agency or even the police or whatever, it's just your mind starts to like explode. You're just like, whoa, you know, and, you're, and you want to know like the truth, man. And we deserve to know the truth about things, you know? And let and and let people know the truth so they can make up their own goddamn minds and not try to brainwash us because that's all it is. It's just the media, the FBI, the CIA, everybody trying to brainwash us a certain way, and most people go along with it, right? Because they don't care. You can't talk like that, people. That's how people get missing. Yeah, that hey, it's the truth, man. That's why I'm telling you, you got to make up your own goddamn mind, right? You can't let it consume you, though. It's like, how far do you want the rabbit hole to go? Like, you can go to a certain no, point. I just think and- you sh- I just want people to question more. That's it. That's all. I'm not saying you need to find out everything and tear up and riot society. Just question. No, 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 no. no. But you can't be a person that is so... Look, I can bring this back to Star Wars, right? And Jeez. it's just like... what? Sorry. When... It's funny because it's like Pal- Palpatine's argument. It's just like you can't just narrowly view something and only believe in that. You've been trying to preach this the entire time you've been doing the podcast. It's you have to have an open mind. You have to listen to the opposition. You don't have to agree with the opposition, right? But you have to have an open mind 
and know that there's other opinions out there and there could be possibly other scenarios that don't agree with yours that actually happened or didn't happen or happened differently. Tell it's me just, the moon landing isn't real. Tell me. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not. not. I don't buy it. I don't know. It, maybe it was, but I just, I just don't buy it. I just, I don't think we had the tech. I just don't think we had. Well, how do you have that. the technology at one point and just, then lose the technology to be able to do it again? They were trying to beat the Russians, man. It was all, it was all, it was, that was it, dude. I think when you look into the height of communism and how big of a fear it was to be, you know, against Russia and how to not let Russia beat us at anything, it makes a lot more sense. And like you said, Ru Russia's government and they, like, why do you like I said, dude, you open like you just you open up, you make my brain like really, really think because you wouldn't think your government would do this to its own like president or its own people or people of the United States. My government wouldn't do that. They look out for me. But like Russia's government. Yeah, it's OK to be like, oh, they, they would do this to us. Right. Russians would be, you know, put us in harm's way. Dude, it it makes sense. I'm telling you, dude, I'm telling my my you think your head's going. I'm telling you, you got listeners like, even though I know we're buddies, but I listen to your show, dude. My gears are turning, man. I like it. I like it. I like hearing like different aspects of everything. So with anything, it just doesn't have to be JFK. It could be anything. So it makes you think. Yeah. I mean, it just keeps an open dude. And trust me, dude, I'm kind of stuck in my ways with things and this and that. But dude, I love hearing about different scenarios, different opinions, different documents, different this, different that. It, it just it just makes you think we totally got off my, one of the topics i wanted to talk about state fair i want to fucking go to the state fair yeah i went to the state fair this year i haven't gone in a really long time and i went i went to uh the indiana state fair this year did you play ski yeah. ball i did not i walked in some buildings and um got an elephant ear got oh i got a tenderloin oh, dude that was like the size oh, of what? my head an elephant ear Ele what's that elephant ear it's it's an elephant ear oh well, midwest people know what it is it's basically a deep fried dough with cinnamon, sugar, pork, butter, and say, oh, it's delicious. <laughs> Funnel cake, elephant ears. They, I would probably, know what I'm talking I would love to go to like Universal Studios or, dude, I would love to go to Disney, but, oh, dude, I also, ah, oh, that's one person I got to get on my show. I got to get some people to talk about Disney. You know, the granddaughter of Walt Disney is trying to expose all the issues that are with Disney. Really? She's like, has a thing called, what is it? Behind the Magic is her website. And it's about like exposing all the horrible corruption with all the employees and the labor rights. She's like fighting to get them like more rights and more thing. But like, they're trying to keep her away. Like she went to the, I think the amusement park once and had a horrible, horrible, like a lot of things to say. And they were like, never fucking bring her back here. Like they, that's when you start realizing that your company and your father, or your family's name is no longer your company. You're just a face. And the real company are the board of directors that are running that shit now. And it's like, yeah, I, I want to go to Six Flags. I want to go to all these places. But it's like, well, I, I would be just the person that, you know, wouldn't ride any of the rides like the roller coasters. I would ride all the rides on the ground that go really fast. Oh, I love roller coasters. I've never been on a one that like a, I've never been on one that does a loop. Yeah, those are amazing. I'm not getting decapitated. Fuck that. Oh, come on. That's like once. Yeah, you know, it's like I one out of every don't whatever. don't care for it. I'm sorry. It's not a, something I go like, oh, I'm going to do this. No, I just don't. I'd rather, I'd rather play the games. 
I'd rather, that's how my grandpa was. My grandpa was the one that would always play like the carnival games. He won the basketball game where you shoot the long shot on the basketball. That's impressive because they bend the rims on those. Yeah. He's just, they're bent. He, he's yeah. got, we, for some reason, it's me and my grandpa that have the best ability in the world and is being stupidly good at carnival games. I always went out of a claw machine. I always went on like really dumb. Like I won a laptop out of that stackers game where you stack the thing. It laptop yeah. is in, in my, we talked about this a long time ago, but laptop, I still have, but my grandpa's good at that stuff too. You ask him like, Hey, can you win me a prize? Like, sure. And you just go up to the thing to the basketball one hand and just throw it in. It's like, how the hell do you do that? I don't know. Dumb, dumb, I'm, dumb ability. Half I'm, I'm still super impressed with the claw machine because unless the claws have those black grips on them, dude, it just slips right. Well, now the they make it so that the hand doesn't even clench all the way. So the way you got to do it is when it gets to a certain point, the reason why it hits and it rocks back and forth, you got to use that to your advantage. So the point is to get a toy to drop near the hole because it's not going to make it over without the thing like losing its grip. You make it near the hole, and then you get another one to knock it in, and then you get bam. That's such a scam. Or such you just break the fucking thing and just reach in and grab it. Yeah, that sounds better. <laughs> Cheat the win. You spend fifty dollars, you get a two dollar toy. No, you no, you come on. There's no I grew losses. Up, dude, I'm an '80s child. I grew up in in arcades, right, playing video games, and you play skee ball, and you get tickets. And you spend like, yeah, $50 and you turn in all your tickets and you get like a $2 prize. Yeah. It's the way of America. America. Capitalism. America. It's capitalism or communism. You pick a road or get out. <laughs> Do you want to um, promote your show, promote your links? We've been talking for Abs- okay. Absolutely. Um, so if you want to check out, this guy right here um, with my brother on YouTube. Everything is at Sith Talkers, uh, like from Star Wars. Sith, right? From Star Wars. Sith Talkers. Uh, we do reaction videos. And like I said, it's a lot of Bully Maguire, but we are doing more like Viva La Dirt and just some other ones. So uh, kind of branching out a little bit more. But like I said, hopefully, man, you watch for the banter with me and my brother. That's what I want people to watch. But no one does. I so, do. Zip talkers. Thank you. I you got to get Steve it. on this show at some point. I got to ask him about his damn I don't, Funko page. Yeah, I don't know if that. No, he, dude, he hasn't done YouTube in years. So, yeah, he doesn't do that no more. He's Mr. Brokerage guy. He's Mr. Uh, NF, right? NFT, brokerage, investing, uh, Bitcoin. He's all about that stuff. He's going to be the guy like in 20 years that re- that is going to retire uh, young and he's going to have like a million dollars in the bank and his money is going to be like making money. It's called passive. He explains all this stuff to me. He's huge in all that investing stuff. Yeah. Well, I won't ask that again. Um, <laughs> thanks again for listening <laughs> to this episode of out of the blank. Mike, please take us out. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. No, no, yeah. no song, no songs, no songs. Just may the force be with you. Always. Oh, well, I started the podcast singing the song, and and now you song. I don't know. Me, I was frozen. So I'm, I couldn't tell. So you know, thanks, Robbie, for making me feel like a piece of shit, and good. Just feel terrible. But buy another, buy everyone, Funko Pop, you rich son very, of a bitch. Yeah, I'm actually stopped. I'm really chilled out on it. But everyone out there, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. 
and somehow, somewhere, some way, may the force be with you always. Yeah, to that part. I like that one. All right. Well, thanks, everybody.